honor uh, to be here with you to stand in another pulpit. I asked Nate if my notes would uh, sit up here with this big Bible, and he said, well, you should have arrived on time so we could have practiced. (laughs) But I didn't have to unlock the doors today, so it was nice to just kind of come in at the last minute, as so many of you do every Sunday morning. (laughs) But you were here on time today. You heard there was pie, and no one wanted to miss the pie. And I I asked you this morning, we come a service of Thanksgiving, and I wonder what is your favorite Thanksgiving memory? What is that memory that sits in your heart today? Was it the time that you spent with just your family around the table, just your kids still young? Or that time, the first time maybe, when everyone came back home and the house was filled once again with all the noise and the grandkids? Was it when you were a child and you gathered at grandma's table eating grandma's favorite dishes that she prepared every year? Or maybe that time you really didn't have a table at all, but you took the extra time off and went on a family trip to somewhere like Disney World. Maybe it was that first Thanksgiving that you had all on your own where you could barely afford the meal and you shared it with family of choice. Or that time you skipped the meal and you volunteered instead sharing a meal with those in need. Maybe that time you were the one in need and someone shared a meal with you, a kindness you can never forget. Now, growing up, as I did, my family, we lived in northwest Florida and all of our family was, were in southern Missouri. And so we never really had big Thanksgiving traditions of our own. Our big extended, extended family gathered for their Thanksgiving meal and we were all alone in Florida with not enough time to travel to be with them. And yet, every year, we gathered at a table. The tables were often different. It could have been our table or the table of some friends, other church members. Some years, we'd be guests in someone else's home or they would be guests in ours. Others who themselves were away from their extended families. But it didn't matter which table we sat at. There was always plenty to eat. Turkey, ham, occasionally even grilled steaks. There was always stuffing and dressing and green bean casserole and sweet potato casserole with more sugar than sweet potatoes. That's the correct recipe. And hash brown casserole. We Southerners like our casseroles and our pies. Always lots of pies. Pumpkin, pecan, chocolate, chocolate cheese, apple, apple with chocolate, all kinds of pies. And it didn't matter who we gathered with, there was always plenty to eat and plenty to be thankful for. What do you remember? What is your favorite Thanksgiving memory? The taste, the smells, the noise, the sounds of family and friends, that family prayer and the one who offered it, the sharing of the one thing you're most thankful for this year. Maybe it's simply the time off or the football or the post-dinner nap or the post-dinner movie or the shopping. Or it finally being okay to put the Christmas music on, shuffle, and deck the halls with boughs of holly. For so many reasons, we love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a unique holiday, a day for celebration where people from all walks of life stop and give thanks. It is a holiday that brings us across all these lines that normally divide us. We have various different religious holidays, but Thanksgiving we all hold in common in our nation. 
On this day we stop and we remember that common story, a story on which we founded a nation. The story of pilgrims, strangers in a new land who after much hardship celebrated their first successful harvest joined by the Wampanoag tribe crossing lines that were once as wide as an ocean. Now together at a common table giving thanks. It's a story of harvest, of abundance, of the miracle of seeds once again becoming plants and becoming produce, becoming a feast. Of people divided now together around one table. This is a story we remember. This is why we give thanks. But this story we remember is just but one in a long line of stories scattered throughout human history. Stories that mark our journey of faith from the beginning until this day. Earlier, Marty read for us a story from Deuteronomy. We don't read from Deuteronomy much, but it is an ancient book in Jewish scripture that tells the story of the people of Israel having been wandering in the wilderness, now standing on the edge of the promised land. And as they're about to enter into this new land that they had journeyed toward for so many years, Moses gives them one final farewell message. The book of Deuteronomy is that message. Standing on the cusp of a new land, a land of plenty, flowing with milk and honey, where they can build houses and settle down and make cities and plant gardens and create a great nation filled with abundance. On the edge of this new land, Moses stops and calls them to remember and to give thanks, to remember their story, to remember the journey that brought them to this place, how they got to where they now stand. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, Moses says, and when you take possession of it and settle in it, you shall then take some of your first fruits, the fruit of the ground which you harvest from the land the Lord your God has given you, and you shall give those first fruits as an offering to the Lord. When you're settled in the new land and the pressures of life start to come and you start worrying about the cost of building homes and now you got lawns to mow and you got gardens to plant and the furnace goes out when the family's about to come over for Thanksgiving. You got snow to plow and the kids got to get to school on time and a mortgage you have to pay off and all the many encumbrances that come with living in a land of plenty. Don't forget to stop and remember bringing the first fruits of their harvest, the people presented them in the temple to the priest as an act of worship. And the priest took their basket of Thanksgiving harvest. And as he took the basket, the people began to recite together their story. On the screen are the words, I I hope, miraculously, the words of that story, the story that the people of Israel would tell year after year. A story I invite you now to read with me aloud. And the word is Aramean, by the way. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number. And there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, We cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power. 
and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. They remembered their story. They remembered where they came from, the journey which brought them to the place they now lived. And in remembering, they gave thanks and worship. But it can't just end in worship. There must be a pie social. There must be a feast. There must be casseroles and turkey and dressing. You can't have Thanksgiving without a feast. So Moses tells the people that after presenting their offerings of first fruit, they should gather for a feast. And it sounds at first like a big old traditional Thanksgiving feast with a table full of food and people, but it's much more than that. Moses tells them that when they gather, they must not forget to make an invitation. They must invite not just their family and their friends, but also the Levites and the aliens who reside among you. And together at one big table, they shall then, with all these diverse people gathered together, they shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and your house. Now, for those of us who need a little refresher on Jewish history, our remind is who the Levites were. They were the tribe where the priests came from. But they were also the one tribe out of all the 12 who were given no land of their own. They were essentially homeless. And if they were to survive, it would be because of the generosity of their neighbors. And what about these aliens who reside among you? Not little green men and women, but refugees and immigrants, foreigners in a strange land, wandering Arameans like they once were, with no homes of their own, those who have been pushed out or fled for safety or simply were wandering around like their Jewish ancestors once did. When you gather in your houses, And give thanks. Don't forget those who have no house to gather in. See, Thanksgiving is great. But it can't just end in worship. There must be a feast, but not just any feast. Stuffing our face, getting full and taking naps. But a God kind of feast. A feast where all are invited and those without a home are brought into your home. And everyone is fed. And everyone is welcome. Why? Well... Because of the story, because you remember the story, because a wandering Aramean was our ancestor, but God provided bounty. So what story will we tell this Thanksgiving? What will we remember? In the gospel text I read a moment ago, the people in that story got it all wrong. They remembered the story incorrectly. They saw Jesus miraculously feeding 5,000 people from five loaves and two fishes, and they were in the wilderness, and they caught the connection. This was a lot like Moses, who fed their ancestors manna in the wilderness. And remembering this story and seeing this great act, they should have gave thanks. They should have told others about Jesus, who they encountered in the wilderness, but instead, they chased Jesus down. They tried to hustle another meal out of Jesus. They saw the miracle of God's abundance, and they held their hands back out and say, Jesus, teach us to perform these great works. Or in other words, they said in a nicer way of saying, how can we learn to do that kind of magic, Jesus? Teach us the trick where you can make food out of nothing. They remembered the story wrong. 
Because they thought it was Moses who performed some great act, some great miracle, and fed their ancestors in the wilderness. And they thought Jesus had some magical power. And they wanted to learn the secret and do the same trick. But Jesus says to them, very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who fed your ancestors in the wilderness, but my Father who gives true bread from heaven, the bread of God which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I don't know about you, but it bothers me when I see so much death in the world, so much abundance and yet so much need. And it bothers me that in our own city of plenty, families live on the edge. And it bothers me that we share a common story and we're so divided. And it bothers me that people facing persecution and horrible violence must leave their homes and be forced to rely on generosity of their neighbors. And I wish we could today learn some great trick that would make it all go away, find some new land of plenty, some miraculous manna in the wilderness. I wish we could learn the trick that would make all the suffering end. But we already know the trick, don't we? We've known it all along. The trick, the solution, is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving that's rooted in memory. Thanksgiving that remembers our story, remembers where we came from, remembers our God who hears the cries of God's people and comes to save them. Thanksgiving that remembers that this bounty we're given is not just for us, but is meant to be shared. That these tables we sit at always have one more seat for one more person in need of a home. That this God we serve is the God of wandering Arameans and refugees and immigrants and Levites and you and me and Lutherans and Catholics and and disciples and Methodists and community church folks and Baptists and all of us, no matter how different we may be. Remembering that our God is the one who welcomes us all into the land of plenty and then calls on us to make sure that everyone, everyone has plenty. This is the work of thanksgiving, and it cannot end in worship, and it cannot just end with a feast. Thanksgiving must send us out into the world as we share this bounty with all God's people. What would happen if we told this story this Thanksgiving? How would the world be different if we put down fear and indifference and instead picked up Thanksgiving? This day, this week, and always may we give Thanks for God's good gifts. May we sit around tables filled with feasts shared by family and friends and with those who need family and friends. And may we celebrate God's bounty and then go out into the world with ever thankful hearts, making room so that everyone may have a seat at God's great table of abundance. If you've been blessed and you are thankful, let us say amen. Amen. Let us stand.